All right, when we make our way back to our seats, some of you already done that. You know we do it in 60 seconds. Want to welcome Merry Christmas, everybody. Is everyone freezing? Okay. Merry Christmas, everybody. All right, my name is Pastor Rich. I want to say welcome to our guest today. Uh, I know you came out a great time. I'm lead pastor here, and we're in our second week of Hark. Everyone say Hark. Hark. Say Hark. Hark. All right, we're going to talk about the word Hark. In the last few weeks, we've, uh, last week we talked about Hark, fear not, believe God. This week is going to be fear not, but trust God. And Hark means to hear, to pay attention to, to give attention to. And we're studying the story the actual the uh, Christmas story. We're talking about all the different angles of the people involved of Christ being born here on earth and God coming here to earth to uh, have a master plan to save mankind, which is amazing. And what we're doing, we're just taking bits and pieces of this story, and everyone was affected by it. Last week we talked about um, Elizabeth and her husband, and we all had fun when she was going to conceive John the Baptist. I mean, know about John the Baptist, and everyone turned red when I said it wasn't the angel that impregnated her, it was her husband. And everyone looked at me, we don't talk about sex in church. Well, we're going to talk about it again this, this week. Okay? But this one you'll be comfortable with. All righty? Because I know y'all shy and no one does those type of things at old age. Right? No one's old here except me. So that means you're lying. I'm lying. Anyway, but anyway, one again, we're going to unpack that today and, and have some fun. If you want to hang around the second service, our children are going to be doing an amazing thing called Christmas in every nation. So stick around. You know, go across the street, get a burger, come back. But um, if you have your Bible, it's going to say in the book of Luke in chapter 1, continue the story from last week. We're going to start in verse 26 and read through 38. 26 through 38. And this is a, a great story. I love this story. It said, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel, remember him from last week, was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Oh, greetings, O favorite one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. She thought she was in trouble. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give, you him the, give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said, to angel, Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child will be born and will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, everyone say old age, has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her, who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank we will stop, we will hear, and we respond to your very word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's a continuation of chapter 1. Last week we talked about Elizabeth and how she was chosen to be the mother of John the Baptist. And then we see six months later, Gabriel, the same angel, coming down to announce something to a virgin named Mary. 
He went to a town called Nazareth. Nazareth was a city with about 1,600 to 2,000 people. When you read in the Old Testament, people said a lot of good things didn't come out of Nazareth because it was just they call a small, insignificant city, but it had something significant in God's eyes. And Mary was a teenager. Got to remember that. She was a teenager, about 14 years old or younger. And she was engaged to Joseph, the carpenter. You can go to Matthew chapter 1, 18 to 23 and read that. They were engaged. Now, engagement back in them days was a whole year. They were considered married. And then it will consummate the marriage after a year, after Joseph got the house together for her to move in, and they would have what they call a marriage ceremony, which will last over seven to ten days. Okay? And that culture, that's how it did. Now, the only way to get out of being engaged, or betrothed, they call it, was a formal divorce. Because they considered being married already. Now, in her terms, she comes home, Honey, I'm pregnant. And we read this next week. We'll talk about Joseph's response to it. He would have said, well, we're going to get a divorce. And she was liable to be stoned to death. But he also said last week, I'm going to do it quietly. I will sit down. We'll, we'll sign his documents in front of some witnesses. And she'll be pushed off as someone who's just not worth anything. That's how serious this was. Now, now, but she decided to put her trust in God. She decided to do that. And I love that because her story shows us three reasons why we can trust God. Think about it. Why we can trust God. Do you trust God? Now, this is an amazing story. Think about it. Who has teenagers? Mom, I'm pregnant. Now, depending on what household it is, what's his name? Holy. No. What is his name? Holy. Holy what? Because I'm about to hole up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Think about it. Now, Joseph, dad, you know, she's pregnant. Son, I'm not the dad. You get rid of her. We paid, you know, they used to pay money for the bride. We paid too much money investing in her. We're going to get rid of her quick. Think about that today. Oh, oh by the way, Mary, though you're scorned and you'll be one as, as you walk into every church and every area, they're going to be whispering, oh, that's the one that had an illegitimate child for the rest of your life. Oh, by the way, Mary, you're favored. Wait a minute, I'm favored? But I'm scorned out here. Yeah, when God puts something on you, the most important thing is him, not what people's reaction is. It's amazing. Think about it. Let your imagination go now, supernaturally. Okay? If you take a note, the first one is God does give favor. He gives favor. He said in 29, but she is greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of creating this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now, this is an amazing part of this. She's found favor with God. She was worried about when the angel showed up in those days, did I do something wrong? And then he had to reassure her, no, 
you have God's favor. Now, the word favor in the Greek means cherish, means that's where you get the word grace. The reason why she was favored because God decided to put his undeserved grace upon her. Now, how many Christ followers do I have in here this morning? Well, God, if you look in Ephesians 1, 6, said we get to celebrate every week because God put his magnificent grace upon our lives. Undeserved. So we can be saved. So we can walk with him. So we all have grace from the grace of God. We didn't, we didn't save ourselves, did we? I love the saying. We used to hear this saying. People used to argue, how can someone lose their salvation? No. They didn't, they didn't seal it. How can they lose it? See, we couldn't even do it ourselves. The Holy Spirit drew us to God. God pursued us. So we have grace. So Mary, you have grace. In the midst of being labeled, yes. In the midst of having a condition, yes. In the midst of being rejected, yes. It doesn't matter. You have favor with God. And I will give you favor with people. The right people. I love that. We have favor. Say, I have favor. With this holiday season, remember, God worked hard to give us his grace. Now, did we deserve it? Really? Now, we're in the season now that all the kids are acting nice, right? Because they know Santa Claus is coming. Right? And they're all over you. Give me this. Give me this. Give me this. And you know they haven't made up their bed in all year. But the month of December, they make it up every day. Put everything, take the trash out without sticking out their lip. Because they want that cell phone. They want that PS4. What? Sorry. Y'all keep putting that list longer. Y'all do it while your parents can pay for it. They'll say no, but you keep wearing them now. You got the whole month of, Jan- of December. It's on sale right now for $2.99. Okay, let me keep going. <laughs> sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I, that's, I like electron. I, hey, you know, I had, my, I had a prayer. I'm like, I know it's going to snow. I asked God to snow. I forgot to say Abilene. My friends, we see all that snow, right? So I have a snow. I have another, I have another, another prayer request that will be answered this afternoon after 12 o'clock. Don't rain on my parade. Gosh, man, you guys don't, everyone loves the Dallas Cowboys. Anyway, I didn't say the word. Undeserved grace. What I'm getting at is, same grace that she received, we all walk in right now, which is called favor. We used to say, I'm God's favorite. Yeah, we are, because he gave us this grace, undeserved grace. He gives that. He gives it right to us. I love that. Second point, if you're looking at it, God holds the future. He holds the future. Verse 31 says that, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He'll be great. Now, last week, they said John the Baptist was great, will be great in the sight of God. But this word here, he will be great, is, a, is actually uh, talking about his deity. He's going to be great in the eyes of all and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. Now, God has chosen her to become the mother and the son of the Messiah. To become the mother of the, of the Messiah. And she will conceive and bear a son as a virgin. Now, Mary said, how can this be? Now, she wasn't doubting. 
she was checking, okay, I believe the promise. But how many know sometimes the promise is easy to believe? Sometimes I have problems with the performance of the promise. Because she could have went home and tried to work it out. Joseph, come on. An angel showed up. You know, Joseph, I know we're cheating, but, but you know, no. Now the Holy Spirit is going to come, cover you, and overshadow you. Same way salvation came to us, birthed, God birthed a new life in us. When we were born again, Holy Spirit came upon us and deposit sealed us, surrounded us, and Richard the old is Richard the new, new creation in Christ. All things have become new. Salvation, transformation only comes through God himself, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't discount the power of the Holy Spirit. How many walking around with a condition you don't like? Give it to God and let the power of the Holy Spirit take care of that. Don't celebrate your condition. Start speaking life and faith of your, of your healing. Speak it, set the table, like I said last week, like it's already there. Don't sit in it. Walk in God. Amen? We have a way of celebrating failure. We don't want to do that. So she's going to do that. And this is going to be amazing because she's the one that's going to bear the Messiah in what we call the incarnation. This is a biblical, this is a theological term, the incarnation. Our son's going to be born fully man and fully God. Fully man and fully God, 100 and 100 percent. Not 50, couldn't be 50% man. If you're 50% man, there's something wrong with you. 100% man, 100% God. The incarnation, the thing we're celebrating right now, that God decided, see, the gospel says this. We think, oh, I'm searching for God. No, God sought us out. God came from heaven and wait, and like we said in that scripture, and humbled himself to become like me. Because we're not all that. Become like me so we can be free. I love that. You can't even save yourself. You can't even say, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't commit murder. It don't matter. You were born in sin. The first word you learned as a child was no. And if you don't know how to get saved, you can probably say that to everybody right now. No, 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 no. But it's amazing. The incarnation. Read your Bible on that. I love that. Now, God also took time to let Mary know her part in the plan. And that basically she's going to start feeling insecure. But you have a future, and I'm securing you in that future. Again, she would have been stoned to death. Now, here's the future of Mary. Everywhere she went, there was whispering. Illegitimate child. Psh, don't invite her to the party. Remember the party when they went and Jesus turned the water to wine? I bet you they're all saying, oh, Miss Mary showing up. You know how we in church. You know, we need to pray for Mary. She has this other, you know what I'm saying? Oh, we always do that. And, and she had to be secure enough in her soul to say, you know, God put me on this mission. God has created my future. God's going to direct my future. He only when that gives our future. If you put your future in anything less than God, it's going to fail. And it'll be, you'll, in fact, you'll, you'll actually cut your own life short. And if you have children, you'll cut their life short because you didn't do everything God had you to do. You know that word excuse? 
We tell, don't we tell our children no excuses? But we have a lot of them. He holds the future. He was letting them know that. And it had to be again, that, that moment, <laughs> what does it look like? God holds our future. Which is amazing, because when you look at this, he also said, Mary, you're part of the plan of a promise I gave King David thousands of years, a thousand years ago, that there will always be a king on the, on the, uh, the uh, tribe of Judah. You're fulfilling, you know, and guess what, guys? You know that I love Matthew. How many love Matthew um, 28, 18, 19, 20? Who knows what it says? Go make disciples. We're doing, make, we're fulfilling a plan that God has set in motion, the salvation of mankind, and we're all part of that plan. <laughs> and we all, it doesn't matter if we're good or how, how personality is, he's equipped us all to do that. And when you start doing something like that, it's amazing how your life changes because it doesn't get boring. And he's equipped us to do all that, which is such an amazing thing. But when you look at that, what it is is fulfilling a prophecy that in 2 Samuel chapter 7, 8 through 16, God's promise to David. There'll always be a king. You know, like when I give my life to Jesus, God's promise is now that you have changed, your whole family line is going to change. And you look at it, it's actually, you see it, it's in, uh, Isaiah plays it out in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7. It says, for us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. So it's my answer is today, but forever. I love that, forever. So he told him, you'll have it on your throne forever. On the throne, there'll be no end on the throne of David over his kingdom to establish it, to uphold it with justice, with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. That word zeal means jealous. God's a jealous God. He wants everything. He wants all of us to succeed. He's going to do all he can to make sure this comes, comes across, to make sure this plan is executed, to make sure this thing is done. That's amazing. I don't have to try hard because he's trying harder than I am. And he wants to use me to do all that stuff. And that's what I love about this season of year, Christmas time. I just love it because when we start thinking about what the real story is about, the love story that's beyond all love stories. I didn't deserve to get loved. I didn't deserve a king. I didn't deserve a Messiah. But I have the grace of God. I have the favor of God. I received it. Nothing I wouldn't do for him, which is not too much. Man, that's amazing. That's so amazing. It gets me excited as a 60-year-old. You know, I would die if I had to sit in a seat all day and do nothing. You know, when I retired from the Air Force, I am said, if I'm over here in Iraq and I'm over here and doing things, um, something just so extraordinary, why would I want to come back home and be ordinary? So I said, I got in the kingdom of God where everything's extraordinary. The work that's being done, supernaturally, miracles are taking place. Things are taking place. That's amazing. So amazing. To me, I get excited. You don't have to get excited, but I get excited. I couldn't sit here like, uh, you know. Man. Go get some Spark. Now, if you, I can't drink Spark. 
Someone, don't drink Spark, Rich. You'll spin off. I'm already hyped. I can't drink Spark. And I'm already messed up because I can't have coffee for two weeks. So I'm drinking tea, like tea. Does it have caffeine in it? I think so. They're lying. <laughs> but I figured this out. So this is all natural now because there's no coffee. Anyway, and no sugar. And that's right. I, I'm old enough to drink what I want, eat what I want. And as long as I pass my test, I'll do what I want. So uh, <laughs> I got to get back on the stage. God holds the future. And he has our Where I get excited about, he has your future right now in his hands. Right now. Whatever he showed you, he has it right now in your hand. He does. Don't get, dis- don't get despondent. Don't get disappointed. Now, what you know, I learned my disappointment comes from my own expectations. God does my expectations disappoint me. God never disappoints me. His timing is always perfect. You couldn't figure this story out. Who would have thought of that? I want to go to the lowest in the smallest city and pick a virgin out of everyone in that city, and she's going to be the mother of Christ. What kind of story is that? It's the most amazing. God does it because you know why? Then you keep your awe. How did you do that? She's over there with a PhD. You didn't pick her? No. No. She knows too much. He knows too much. I want to pick someone now who's, who's submissive, who has humility, who's not expecting it. You ever have God bless you you didn't expect it? That's amazing. So I'm hoping I'm blessed with a new PS4. Anyway, just kidding. Um, but the Lord will do this. So I love about that. He's doing this. And we're all recipients of that right now. We all get to sit here because of what happened in this story. Last one is, you know, God can be trusted. I love that. How many, how many trust God? How many trust the promise? How many problems found with the performance? Right? The promise is made. Now, how do you perform that? And how many want to really help? You know, I was fixing people. They ain't moving fast. So let me get in here and fix that. Let me fix that. Keep your hands off it. You're messing it up. Because he's going to do something great with it. Because when he gives you a promise, it seems like everything falls apart. Like, really? Yeah. So you trust me, not the process and not the people. And then I only get the glory for it because you would have never thought about it in your finite mind. You know what I mean? So faced with a possible loss of future provision, security, honey, I'm pregnant. You're done. We're going to have to kill you. And we're not getting married. In those days, that was everything to her. Security, futures, bye. And the story, what she do? Okay, God. Let it be. Look at verse 37. For nothing will be impossible, God. Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be. I want you all to hear this, church. Wherever you're at, let it be. Let it be. Let it be. According to my word, your word. And then the angel departed her. We have to let it be.
Reason why, faced with all that, she had all reason to doubt God that moment, but she had to let it be. And she said this, I surrender, let it be according to your word. Now, if you look at the NLT, that word means, look at this. I'm going to read it again, Luke 1, 37. For the word, the word of God will never fail. Never fail. I love the ASV version. The, the word of God, the, what is it? The, the word of God, the, from the word, yeah. For no word of God shall be void of power. His word will perform everything he said. He said it, he'll do it. It never fails. His word never fails, never fails. The promises never fails. Now, society will fail around me. People will fail me. My expectations will fail me. My assumptions will fail me. But God's word will never fail, never fail, never fail. And that's why I have to say I have to let it be so he can perform his word. What do you want me to do, God? I am your bond servant. She said, I'm, I'm a bond servant. I am the servant of the Lord. Thou love, we are servants of the Lord, but we are sons and daughters of the Lord. Let it be. Let it be according to your word. Remember Peter when he was trying to fish? Well, he was, uh, had Jesus in the boat, and, and uh, he wasn't catching nothing the whole night. Jesus said, uh, push out more in the deep. Okay, God, you know, this doesn't make no sense in the natural Push out in the dark. There's, there's no time for fish. We're not, there's no fish here. He pushed out. What did he say? I will do it according to your word. And what did he catch? A catch of all catches. It was sinking the boat. That was a moment to say, I have been promoted. And then he left it. Like, I don't know about that side of the story. Can I enjoy it? Can I sell some of that stuff and get some money from it? He left it. Why? Because according to your word. A true Christian, you'll understand because they do everything according to the word. Now, his, can I, can I um, help you with this? His word is beyond our feelings. His word is beyond the environment. Right? Now, I always talk to, I have these, com- you can have conversations with God. I'm tired. I know. Well, here's, okay. I'm weary. Okay, yeah, well, and I feel weak. Well, he always has an answer in his word. Well, when you're weak, that's when you're the strongest. Okay. Um, I'm sick. Well, through his stripes, you've been healed. Man, I can't even get that out of the way. Okay, all right, I got, I got a good one. They don't like me. Well, bless them. <laughs> I want to feel good. I'm making you feel good. When you're weak, when you're abused, when you're down, that's when I'm strongest. When you're a virgin who's pregnant, mom and dad don't understand, the husband's looking at you like, oh, I'm getting rid of you quickly. And the, and the dad, where is the boy? Where is the boy? You know some of you dads, where is the boy? And y'all would have went and got that 380? Where is the boy? And y'all be back like, where is the boy? Where is the boy? Well, his name is Holy. Okay, I'm a Holy. I'm looking for Holy. You go to every club. You seen Holy? <laughs> Got to have imagination. That's what I had to deal with it. When God calls you to do something and everything seems like it's, I don't have time for that. I, I don't have, are you going to add that to my plate? The promise and my problems don't seem to be measuring up. But guess what? I know that already. My promise overrules your problems. 
So let it be. That's the greatest word I've heard in 2016. Let it be. People ask, are you, are you uh, passive? No. I'm aggressive. I'm trusting the word. Let it be. Let it be according to his word. Mary's humble uh, submission qualified her for this tremendous honor. Jesus says in the the Bible, when he came, he took the form of a bond servant. And you got to understand, when you're in heaven, there's nothing wrong. There's no hate. There's no, there's nothing wrong. And you come down here, that's humbling. And then after that, you go beyond man. See, um, stand up for me, Booker. I couldn't find this analogy because some of our Christian videos are crazy. But uh, man's here on earth, right? He came down. That's only humble enough. But he also, he said he went even further. He became a bondservant. That means he stayed at man's feet. What God does that? What God does that? Below this. And he spent three years doing this. So he went beyond man. He went down low. As he said, I'm a bondservant of the Lord. Who does that? Which puts my heart like, what can I not do? Clean the bathroom? Yeah. Thank you, sir. And that's the test in this church. You get to clean, you get to use the plunger. I meant to bring the plunger in. I'll probably do that second service. That's when you know you pass the test. Y'all looking at me like, yeah, the plunger. In that bathroom, when our kiddos like, let's throw things down there. You know what I mean? And everyone runs to pass the rich. Hey, the bathroom's messed, so I go get the plunger. And what comes out of the plunger is more than paper. It's poo. So I'm cleaning poo. Why? I'm a shepherd. Sheep poo. (laughs) Jesus was cleaning the poop. He was cleaning the poop. What a mighty God we serve. And then God raised him up. But he went, be, he went below us to do this. That's why this holiday is so amazing. So amazing how he did that. He could have been from heaven and said, zap, you're done. What does trusting God look like to you? Three things. One, humility. You got to have a right standing of who you got to know exactly who you are and who you're not. I am, you know, all the good and bad things in my life is only through Christ himself. Even when I wasn't a believer, I know when he took me out of some things, I would have been dead by now. Head on collisions, being stupid, just being dumb, just being a guy. And I come out unscratched. And I tried hard to do, I did stupid stuff. But I know there was an angel of the Lord. There was God's protection. So I have a bigger plan that you are not going to throw off my plan. Mary, they're not going to throw off your plan. 
I don't care what they call you. I don't care what they label you. You're not going to, you're my child. Don't even worry about that. Wow. He does that to each and every one of us. Has a plan for our lives, for our families, and you can't throw off it unless you want to destroy it. But when you look at it, the other one is obedience. Obey God. Now, how many have a problem with offering? Why is that the hardest time of the year to give offering? <laughs> you want, that's obedience. It's not your money. And the guy up here, he don't want to do it either because he's looking at your faces. I said, just do with your eyes closed, man. They'll, they'll stop good. They give me that look all the time. Nine o'clock service, they always give you that look like I wish you would hurry up. Anyway. <laughs> Can tell. I need coffee. <laughs> Obedience. God, Jesus obeyed to death. Who obeys to death? You know who does that today? Our first responders. We've run out of 9-11. The fire department, the police department. They do that. They, they humble themselves, even though you're wrong. And they obey the law. And they will lose their life from it. It's just that easy. Mothers do that with their children. To death. Last one is faith. Can't live life, this Christian life, without faith. She had to believe all that. I mean, you had to have trust God. Oh, my gosh. This is, don't look right. The bills don't matter with the promise, but I got to trust God anyway. Faith. Old-fashioned faith. You know what we need to see in this world today? Old-fashioned faith. Faith in the word of God. We have great faith in the word of the government, in the word of this, in the word of that. But we need to have faith. In the word of God. I don't care if, the, if America crashes again. God's never going to crash. Right. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word never fails. So what am I going to rest on? Heaven and earth, I'm going to rest on the word. If I'm shooting for heaven, I'm going to hear everything else. If I'm just shooting for the earth, I'm going to miss everything. Every eye closed, every head bow. It's amazing when you have a story like this. It kind of recenters my life because that's why the angel came. Jesus did all that, just gave you the gospel, came down on earth, died on the cross for each and every one of us to say, yes, I will surrender. Yes, I will put my full trust in God because I am not doing well with it myself. You ever noticed your life without God? You're struggling so hard. You're trying to do things on your own. It doesn't work out because you never called to walk on your own, you're called to walk with God and walk with people who know God. Mary had to go to Elizabeth, and they got together, and they had a Holy Ghost party. John jumped in, jumped in, the, in the womb, and they're just celebrating. They said Mary's song came forth, and she started singing praises to God. She had, sometimes you got to get along with known people say, all right, we need a faith part right now because everything seems to be draining me. Everything seems to be pulling on me. I get with the same people of faith who has the same faith I have. There, let's go ahead. And God said... God said, God said, so let it be according to his word. But for heart, the only way to hear God truly is to know him. Every, there's a hundred, every time you go to a hotel, there's a bunch of Gideon Bibles. I used to read them. But I, understood, I never understood what it said until I surrendered my life to Christ. Oh, that's what he said. 
I'm in this Bible. But you won't know any of that, and you can't really experience Christmas without knowing him because he's the essence of Christmas. Christmas. He's the essence of life. He's the object of everything that, return, that runs around us. And you can say right now, he gave the greatest gift. He brought here, I'm going to come close. I'm coming close. It means Emmanuel, God with us today. And today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. He, walked, he came all the way down to bring you salvation. To say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I surrender my life. I used to tell people, you give your life to Jesus not because you want something. Basically, so you stop being miserable. Because everything you try to put your hope in seems to fail. Because it will, it's doomed to fail because it has an expiration date. My salvation does not have an expiration date. So this is your moment. If you want to give Jesus you want to make him your Lord and Savior this morning and trust him fully. Surrender your life to him. If that is you in this moment, it's a gift right now from God. Don't walk away from the gift. If that's you, just pick up, put your hand up so we can see you. Anybody. Just put your hand up. Don't fight it. Just put your hand up. Anybody. anybody right let me pray as I'm praying I want the worship team to come up Father I thank you in this moment for your son Jesus thank you for an amazing story that we can though we have fun with it we see the significance of it Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are the greatest gift that's ever been given, the greatest gift of love to us. Father, let us not, let us not ignore that gift. Let us not ignore your love. Let us not take it for granted. Let life be according to your word. Let us live according to your word. Let our decisions be according to your word. Let me stand and raise my children according to your word. We praise you and we glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap, somebody. Why don't we stand now? We're going to sing a hymn. How many love hymns? Now, I want to know how much you really love him because I want to hear you sing. Now. If you have to get in this mode to sing and think your team is winning, it has nothing to do with that. You want to praise God. I want to hear your voices giving honor to God. The angels right now are singing out. It's the only place we can bring heaven so close to earth is in a church service. So let's worship God this morning. Amen.